0: For about 30 minutes there in the Marriott Center, it looked like BYU was on the way to grinding out their first ever Big 12 win and their Big 12 conference opener against Cincinnati. Then the final 10 minutes happened and BYU falls 71-60 to 60 to the Cincinnati Bearcats. What went wrong? We're talking about it on Postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the podcast. And as you heard, this is a postcast edition of Locked On Cougars, reacting to BYU's Big Twelve opener as they lose to the Cincinnati Bearcats, seventy-one to sixty. And frankly, that's a disappointing loss for BYU. All things considered, I'll start with that right off the top here. BYU was in control of this game and was doing their thing and had Trevinell just cooking? He uh, hits nine three pointers, comes one short of tying the program record, which was ten by Chase Fisher all those years ago in, in Maui. Uh, and there's a there was a missing element in this game. Is in the final ten minutes inexplicably, BYU left Trevin Nell, as I mentioned, just absolutely on fire, on the bench for about six minutes of game time. It was about five minutes and 50 seconds, all told, that he was on the bench for. And BYU went uh, from uh, being in that game to essentially being out of it at that point. And it's it's a disappointing thing because I'm not sure what happened in there. Did Mark Pope lose track of his rotations? Was uh, Trevin Nell completely gassed at that point? Uh, he Mark Pope, after the game said it was uh, based on matchups and rotations. Coach, no offense, but when you have a guy who has made 9 of three, 13 three-pointers doing his best Steph Curry impression, hitting everything it's seemingly out there, leave him on the court, run him into the ground, do whatever you got to do. Because BYU in this game hoisted up 46 three-point attempts. They made 13 of them. You may have just heard me say that Trevin Nell made nine three-pointers. Yes, outside of him, no one seemingly could hit the broad side of the bar. There was four other three-pointers made in this game. And Mark Pope also said after the game, we got a little lazy with some 40-footers. I think he's pointing directly to Dellen Hall, Noah Waterman. I don't know what was going on in this game, but it felt like BYU may have gotten a bit over their skis in anticipation of their Big 12 opener. This was not the team that has played together so often through their non-conference slate, and they went up against another big team. I Remember, the only other loss BYU had this year was the University of Utah, and the University of Utah has a very, very big front line, and it gave BYU fits. Cincinnati, similar situation. Aziz Bandango, Victor... Uh, um, uh, what's the big man from Russia? Uh, uh, Conlin. Uh, uh, yeah. Regardless, uh, Lockin. That's how it is. Uh, they all were very, very long, very, very athletic, and BYU struggled with it. They brought Fusini Triori back from injury, and obviously you want to work him into the lineup. But it felt like uh, he kind of disrupted BYU's rotations. It took a while for a Tiki Ali Tiki to get into the game, and when he did enter the game, he had an impact. But it just wasn't enough because, as I mentioned in the open, BYU went for about thirty minutes where it felt like okay, they're gonna to just uh, play a close game here. This is how conference play goes and hopefully they'll be able to grind out a win. Well, uh, all of a sudden BYU went cold from the field down the stretch out of their final 17 uh, shot attempts or field goal attempts. They made just three and Cincinnati rolls to a 71-60 win. Uh, As I mentioned, it's a disappointing victory for BYU because this is one of the more relative winnable games for BYU in their Big 12 slate. Now, they will travel uh, on Monday ostensibly uh, to get to Waco, Texas to take on Bay. Baylor on Tuesday night, and then from there, they're off to Orlando to take on UCF. When is BYU going to pick up that first Big 12 win? I would point myself to the UCF game as the most likely. The hope is that this will not have a lingering hangover effect on BYU as they go into a very, very tough matchup against the Baylor Bears. Now, Baylor was ranked 18th this week, BYU ranked 12th. We'll see where the rankings shake out. I imagine BYU drops a little bit, maybe drops behind Baylor, who did, if I'm not mistaken, get their first win of the Big 12 season. And So there is, uh, there is some things for BYU to clean up. you got to be shooting it better. For the, for the game, BYU shot a grand total of 32.8% overall, 28.3% from three, and just 50% from the charity strap in the free throw line. That's, those numbers aren't. Going to be it. The other thing, BYU 18 turnovers. Now Cincinnati themselves had 19 turnovers. A bit sloppy on both sides. But those turnover numbers. Remember that was one of the big bugaboos of BYU season a year ago was their turnover issues. They reared their ugly head in this game. And as I mentioned, it just didn't feel like the cohesive team basketball that we were so used to seeing from BYU. At times there were flashes of it, but Jackson Robinson limited to just five points. He is maybe your best or your best, um, I guess, one on one player. You got to find ways to manufacture getting him the ball. He's got to demand the ball more often and be more assertive in his own right. It felt like Dylan Hall uh, just decided this is Dylan Hall's night. And I don't mean calling out any individual guy, but any of you who watched him out there, he's 3 of 13 overall from the field, 2 of 12 from 3, and multiple times I saw guys drive into the rack and could have attempted to lay it in and uh, kick it out to the outside. I know that BYU wants to hoist up a number of 3's. The whole mantra, live by the 3, die by the 3, well, it held true tonight. They did die by the 3, because 20 Eight point three percent hoisting up 46 of your 64 shot attempts from three. And BYU falls 71 to 60. So disappointing night for BYU. They'll have to regroup here and obviously get back into action uh, Tuesday night. Uh, going to be a quick turnaround for BYU because they do not uh, practice on Sundays. I'm very interested to see how BYU responds to this, whether it does have the hangover effect uh, for this for BYU or if it's going to be something that BYU rallies around. Can they rally around themselves? This is a team that is uh, scored on routine. Routinely 90 points this season was held to two-thirds of that, just 60 points in this outing. How much better will they perform at Baylor? We'll talk more about that on our Monday and Tuesday editions of the podcast. But, uh, yeah, just a a disappointing night for those of you who made the trek out. there. I thought the crowd, uh, when BYU was giving them a chance to get into it, they were loud, they were engaged, but as BYU fell out of it, so did the crowd, and that's that's a disappointing way to go about it. All right, we will round out this edition of the podcast with your guys' comments, Uh, threw it out on Twitter or X to get your guys' thoughts on the game. We'll get to those coming up more momentarily as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Utah Community Credit Union. The UCC Mobile Banking app has a Learn and Earn feature, which is paying your entire family to learn about money. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances and money in general, and that is where you Learn and Earn comes in. It breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. And every time a family member, family member completes a topic, you earn points that accrue and be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family, all competing against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. But more importantly, it's available to learn and earn inside the UCCU mobile banking app, meaning you can play at any time, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. Of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. It's all courtesy of Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning B-Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thanks once again for making locked on. Cougars, your first listen of the day. I would encourage you guys, if you have not done so already, join our subtext community. It's a great way to be able to text me directly in-game, out-of-game, whenever you guys want to reach out, I, I, direct access to me, and it's as simple as sending a text message. Just think about that. It's incredible. 14-day free trial, 4 dollars a month afterwards. Appreciate the support of the podcast. It's just another way you guys can be engaged with us and uh, grow, join a growing group of people on our subtext community. We are giving away the rest of the season our uh, basketball tickets that we have uh, from the podcast has got a pair of seats uh, there at the Marriott Center. If you want to get out to the games, the only way to win those tickets is to be a member of our subtext community. So, it's another incentive to get you guys to sign up today. Alright, before we go, let's get to your guys' comments about this loss for BYU to uh, Cincinnati. We'll start off with Daniel Rigby at Senior Monkey Face. I was worried about coming into this one because Cincinnati reminded me a lot of Utah. Not all of the teams in the Big 12 have this kind of length and physicality, but a lot of them do. It's per- certainly concerning moving forward, tempting to lower expectations after this. I, I can understand that, Daniel, because uh, obviously when BYU has been they've lost two games this year and the two games they lost they've gotten flustered by the size of the opposing team and especially down the stretch in this one Cincinnati's length as you mentioned really affected BYU and I wouldn't necessarily lower expectations too much it's just one game let's be clear about that but yes like I said this was one of the thought to be more winnable games for BYU on their Big 12 slate and to lose it in the fashion they did in the final 10 minutes and to bench your your best offensive weapon on of the night. A little bit baffling in many respects. Uh, Zach at Zach underscore Zilla BYU. Live and die by the three. Bingo. Nailed it. Uh, mojo, our good friend, uh, mojo 0417 at nineteen. I hate to see it. Hard to see BYU struggle against more elite defense than we, they've seen over the past few games. But that's the new normal in the Big 12. Better get used to it. You're no doubt about that. These teams are going to have you scouted very, very well. Jackson Robinson, he's going to be a hunted man. You can guarantee Trevin Nell is now going to be chased off that three-point line going forward. All of these guys have a lot of film after having played 13 non-conference games that opponents are going to scrutinize and have very cohesive and good game plan. It's BYU's job to bounce back from this. They've got to get a good scout themselves and be able to make sure they uh, get the things going there. Chief Cosmo to Coog. Lightning Is BYU allergic to playing in the paint? It's a valid question because I saw BYU drive to the hole multiple times, kick it out for threes, and it was clank off the iron, especially down the stretch. At times, you know what? Just take the easy two and get to the rim, earn a foul, draw some free throws. BYU shoot, is one of the teams that shoots the least free throws in the country. Shot just 10, to, uh, 10 tonight, excuse me, 20 for Cincinnati in this one, and uh, yeah, you need to be a little more able to be able to play in the half court, as it were, and be able to make plays and generate offense in inside. And I think it's one thing with Fusini Traore, he gets his legs back underneath him, gets back into the rhythm of playing. I think he'll be able to help with that, and hopefully it doesn't take too long for him to get up to speed. Good friend Ryan Van Wagenen at VWAG23 says, hopefully they'll bounce back on Tuesday, but, but withering when the pressure intensified in the second half was like a flashback to BYU teams over the past several seasons. Nailed it. I, I can't disagree with that because they did melt down that's that's a disappointing thing because this is a BYU team that we, I've crowed about them being so resilient and, and being mentally strong and having the fortitude to kind of deal with things they melted down it's not good enough uh Tanner our good friend Tanner J Plummer says I said it during non-conference plan I'll say it again the live by the three die by the street strategy doesn't work basketball taught us that time and again and yet teams like BYU still implemented it. Uh, eye-rolling emoji BYU did die by the three. There will be nights they're going to win by the three as well. They'll live by it, I guess I should say. And we'll see what happens. Uh, Jackson Merrill, Merrill Jackson says, Hall, I, I don't think you were pleased with Dallin Hall's performance. I don't think anybody was. I include Dallin Hall himself was not uh, pleased with himself. And then Eric Evanson uh, sends a gif uh, to us. It'll be last comment uh, on the show. He uh, sends the gif says, not great, Bob. Yeah, it wasn't great. And BYU will have a quick turnaround, as I mentioned. They head Tuesday night uh, to Waco, the new uh, facility there. For Baylor, just 7,500 people in it, but they are like right on top of the court. Uh, Looking forward to that one. Obviously, we'll have plenty of coverage for you guys here on Locked On Cougars. Uh, In better news, though. BYU won a huge recruiting battle on Saturday with Falatao Satwala announcing that he's going to be a BYU Cougar. We're going to do a full breakdown of what to expect from him on our Monday edition of the podcast. Also, BYU Volleyball kicked off their season, ranked number 9 in the country, with two sweeps of number 11, Ball State. So, fantastic weekend for BYU uh, men's volleyball. Women's basketball did lose their uh, second straight game, Iowa State, 80-75. to They kind of melted down in similar fashion to BYU in the final 10 minutes of their game. Uh, so, uh, up and down weekend for BYU Sports. we'll have plenty more coverage for you guys. As mentioned, we're going to talk about Falatel Satuala on our Monday edition of the podcast. More thoughts on this BYU basketball team as they get ready to go to Baylor, and all the other goodness you guys have come to expect from the Locked On Cougars podcast to come. So, thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you once again who are everydayers with us here. And a reminder once again to subscribe to the show, rate and review it if you're watching this or me, not watching it. If you're watching it on uh, YouTube, uh, hit that like button, hit the na- bell icon that enables notifications Notifications. But if you're listening to it, wherever you get your podcast, rate and review the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star ratings are worth their uh, weight in gold. And appreciate you guys' support on that venture as we move forward here. But once again, BYU falls in their Big 12 opener to 12-2 and two on the season. 0-1 in Big 12 play, looking to bounce back in Waco against uh, number 18 Baylor Tuesday night. Plenty of coverage to come right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast.